I love you. Oh, welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. It's a sultry episode, apparently, today. Uh, we're here for... <laughs> we're keeping that in, baby. Yeah, we're here for the, <laughs> the continuation of the Halloween franchise playlist. We're getting close to the end of one franchise. Uh, uh, we'll finish it off with the other two. I I did notice, actually, I wanted to talk to you off recording but since we're here uh, are we not gonna do freddy versus jason yeah i'm counting that as um a freddy film because it's both film it's both franchises obviously okay so it doesn't really ruin anything in the in the chronology of the jason uh, friday the 13th films okay to do it out of order because technically we'll be doing it just a tad out of order for the friday films but it's fine. It was it's my fine. way of keeping the the nightmare franchise alive. Yeah, because it just runs out of films after a okay. while. <laughs> I thought that I I read through I, I read through I thought and maybe I just skipped over it. I didn't see it. So now I look a fool and you don't. <laughs> That's just how I like it. <laughs> I'm the faceless Leon, and this is a podcast about movies You're the and foolish TV. Leon. I'm the foolish Leo. <laughs> and I'm the genius and traveler. This is a podcast called Green and Foolish on the Couch. <laughs> it's about movies and TV. Yes, it is, baby. We're here with uh, the seventh installment yeah. of Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Halloween franchises. <laughs> and I just want to say up front... That you know the, the the score. I don't remember exactly how it goes, but Friday or Nightmare on Elm Street is winning. Definitely. They've got the most wins. I think they have like four. Yeah, and then the other ones, uh, like Fridays, got one, uh, two if uh, for you, one for uh, Halloween for me. Okay, so, so those like, are like split half, on one decision. Half a wins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah, so one and a half for Friday, a half for, <laughs> for cat, uh, for, I keep wanting to say Cabin in the Woods for Halloween. It's Halloween. <laughs> Cataween. <laughs> but then, yeah, Nightmare on Love Street's been killing it. They keep bringing the they game. Bringing and every single game. time that, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street has had, uh, every, sorry, every single time that Halloween has had a good installment, Nightmare on Elm Street is always better, Dan. Yeah, We're going to talk uh, talk whether is. they did that uh, on the seventh installment or not. We'll see. We'll see. Because I think it's fair to say we're gonna we're gonna dive into Friday the Thirteenth first. I think it's fair to say that it didn't have any any uh, any meat in this what game at mean? all. <laughs> Honestly, I do think that I think I personally liked it better than the sixth installment. Though the sixth installment's pretty good for this this series. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. Maybe it was the the atmosphere that I was in. It was very entertaining for watching it at work while I was waiting for things to happen. <laughs> yeah, you cut out. Did you say you liked it better than the sixth? I think I did. At least as I was watching it, I thought I did. But maybe, Oof. maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. So I like. This I like what they were trying to do with Tina, which I guess Tina Shepard is her name, played by Lar Park Lincoln. It's Lar Park Lincoln. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, yeah, the telekinetic. Yeah, the tell the, the, the carry ripoff, as I call her. Yeah, I guess so. Except for carry ripoff. But it, I, I don't feel like it really relates to Carrie so much. So I feel like okay. So this is her story. Her she her dad was a a drunk, uh, played by John Otren. And he slapped around his mother, her mother once or twice. Uh, and she's played by Susan Blue and she's throughout the film. One time they're fighting and Tina leaves. And then they're like freaking out, where'd Tina go? And she got into a boat on Crystal Lake because that's where they were staying or lived. And uh, then she uses her telekinetic powers that she didn't know she had to topple the, the pier which had a, an awning over it uh and it it buried and killed her dad under the water and uh apparently yep. just a little bit of a giveaway they never got his body out of there they never did that yeah apparently not because if they had they would have noticed another body right next door <laughs> the body of jason killed at not the end of the last too movie far away yes <laughs> So, uh, a little bit <laughs> later in, uh, uh, Tina's life, she comes back to the house with her mom and her doctor, Dr. That's a good idea. Cruz. What? Cause that's a good idea. Yeah. I said, cause that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. And Dr. Yeah. Cruz, by the way, I thought this was hilarious because I, I've only ever seen this guy in one other thing that I know of. Yeah. And that's as the dead body and weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> that's what i recognized him from i was trying to remember uh terry uh Kaiser. he just showed up and i was like wait you actually act as a as a live person <laughs> <laughs> well anyways terry uh kaiser uh that's who it is right that's the only other yeah yeah that's right yeah. okay well he um wants to study her essentially she, he's posing that he is trying to help her uh from her psychotic break but he really just wants to study her powers and i think that right. story of like a psychiatrist being duplicitous and trying to help like you know and studying a subject but secretly poking her to make things happen and then that going bad mm -hmm. i think is a good story even if, even if you include her going to the lake and trying to resurrect her dad uh and accidentally resurrects this demon creature that's still a good story <laughs> the fact that it's jason Voorhees, yeah, i think no diminishes both <clears throat> stories that's what I'm going to say. It, it diminishes yeah. the Friday the Thirteenth story, and it diminishes this uh, telekinetic story by mashing them together. I feel like. Right. I, all I'm saying when I say Carrie ripoff, though, is I guarantee you, when they're pitching ideas for what to do next <laughs> with the with Jason and everything, they're like, "Well, who? What do we do? Like, he's killed camp. He's killed just counselors. He's not really done anything. You know, it's, this is time for us to go absurd." You know, we're like, we're on the seventh fucking installment. Let's just get crazy with it. Let's just do something crazy. And somebody's like, I got it. Let's take Carrie from that Stephen King thriller. And we'll put, him up, put her up against Jason. You know, Jason's got to go up against some kind of magic. You know, that's, his, that's get, his next thing. They couldn't 
get Steven to write off on it. So Yeah, Steven was like, no, that sounds fucking stupid. So they're like, all right, we're gonna do a discount carry. <laughs> we're gonna build our own. She's gonna have her own telekinetic and telepathic abilities. And just the problem is like there's just I don't know, like her character. I kind of do root for her, I guess. Like, you know, because, like, she's got nothing wrong. She's just, yeah. you know, she's just a kid when she accidentally kills her dad. Right. And then she's just got, like, mild, you know, she's she's got, of course, like, PTSD from that. Right. And, and she other does issues. have but, like, hallucinations and delusions sometimes. Uh, mm-hmm. But you find out that part of it is visions as well. She also has visions. Right. And that's the other thing is she's seeing she's seeing the other kids because there's other kids nearby right. having a party, a, right? A birthday other, party other teenagers. for Michael Myers, uh, which <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's for this kid named Michael, played by William Butler. But honestly, every time they ask, "Where's Michael?" I'm like thinking, "Oh shit, Michael Myers, <laughs> where is he?" <laughs> <laughs> but that's our fault for talking about all three of these movies at the same time, right? Yeah, I like. I don't know if it was just a poor name choice for a major character or right. what. Yeah, who knows? But uh, they're all there. Uh, most of the people at the party are his friends, but there's also his cousin. Uh, is it David? I thought it was Nick, but I can't find a Nick on the. There it is, Nick. Oh uh, man, I don't. It's Kevin. These uh, Spurtis. None of these characters stick out to me. Well, yeah, Nick none of these the characters stick out to had... me. They are just right. Yeah, they're just yeah, Michael or Jason but Potter. They, but I will say that they are pretty well acted for a Friday the Thirteenth movie. I, for a Friday yeah, the Thirteenth yeah. movie, yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> so <laughs> I was gonna say I don't think they're pretty well acted. <laughs> so Kevin Spurtis plays Nick, and he, uh, he, the, from first sight. He is just infatuated with Tina and has to get to know oh, yeah, her man. And, and thinks that she's more interested than the uh, other people at the party, uh, the weekend long party, I guess. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's very not. Yes, he never shows up. Michael never shows up, by the way. <laughs> uh, but he does help her pick up this being Nick helps. uh uh, Tina pick up her underwear from the street, and he's like, "Oh, I'm such a jerk." Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he invites her mm-hmm. over to the party, and then she uh, sees Jason there and freaks out, and start, right. comes back to her doctor, and her her doctor's like, "No, there's no such thing," and he kind of like tries to cover it up a little bit, which I thought was the stupidest. Yeah, he just thinks it's a psychotic. I mean, he just thinks it's a psychotic episode. That's all. Like, maybe if you look at it from his point of view, what he's dealing with, that's probably how you would respond. You would just be like, "No, no, no! You're seeing like visions of your father." Like, right? You know, right? He does try to brush it off as part of her delusions, but he's secretly kind of causing those delusions, gaslighting her, and giving, getting, and knowing that it's just. Why wouldn't you think, oh, maybe right. there's something going on? I just I just don't get it. 
Well, like, I feel like he should have reacted more along the lines of, like, oh, fuck, I've pushed her too far. Yeah. Like, he definitely should have been, like, maybe we should leave or something. Right. Like, it, they're, they're, I'm not saying he is a morally sound guy. Definitely. But I don't understand why he would at all believe that there should be another killer roaming about. Right. Like, <laughs> oh, maybe like, he thinks it's Tina. The only, he doesn't Tina. know anything about Jason. But, of course, he hasn't found any maybe, but like, either. So. But nobody's died yet. He yeah. hasn't seen anybody die. He, she, All he has heard is her saying there's a guy coming around killing people. And he's like, all right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're having one of your episodes, I guess. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I want to have all the people in my field tell me what a good, good boy job I did. So you're going to sit there and you're going to move this matchbook. Okay? Okay? And then he yells at her. And, uh... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying at all that he is a good character. He is not. He is a very, uh, disgusting guy. Yeah. But I'm just saying, from his point of view, like, yeah, when she comes running up to him, (laughs) saying that she's seeing Jason kill people, like... Oh, I feel like I would have thought the same thing as him. I did say that Susan Blue is throughout the movie, but at some point she does get murdered. Because... Dr. Cruz uses her as a body shield against Jason. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Jesus Christ. Super fucked yeah. up. He's it's like, no, bad. wait a minute. No, wait a minute. Like, moving her in front of him. Like, and she's like, we gotta get out of here. A stab, stab. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, he's awful. He's the awful. Worst. I will say that's another thing with this movie is the uh, the kills. They're not that fascinating. They're fairly predictable. Uh, they're they all pretty pretty set up. As, as classic as you can possibly make them. You know, it's like one person's alone walking through the dark. Like, oh my god. Oh Jesus. The music's getting louder and louder. <laughs> and she turns around and there's Jason. And he's like, <laughs> It's annoying. He does get the first sleeping bag kill. That yeah, is an iconic moment for the franchise. Fun. That was fun. He just like grabs a girl in a sleeping bag and just hucks her against a tree, and it's like, holy fuck! Whenever he All kills right. a woman, though, I'm pretty sure she's butt naked. Yeah. I, no, yeah. you know what? The, Susan Blue wasn't naked, and neither was the really antagonistic woman, uh, the teen- teenager. I can't remember these different kids. There was really a lot of them. Um. Yeah, but she was the one who That's found saying, out man. that uh, uh, Tina was in a mental institution until very recently, and then makes fun of her so that she can get Nick instead of Tina. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was think she the one she that was went skinny dipping? Clothed. No, M- most of the girls were blonde too, and that always confuses me for some reason. Uh, but <laughs> I re- I re- all blondes look the same. I really don't know. What <laughs> you heard it, it here from the faceless Leon I, folks. It might be because I just am not really attracted to blondes. But that sounds. Ouch! Thanks. I'm, I'm blonde, sorry. by the way, everybody. It's just your human <laughs> green suit. traveler with blonde hair. Come on. Yeah. Still <laughs> rough. Rough. I'm sorry painful <laughs> no i really did like the 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 uh the skinny dip kills too i thought that was hilarious because um there, there's of course you know as as you do in a friday the 13th there's gotta be tits yeah and so one lady strips and goes swimming 
because that's another thing you do when you're in like a on a lakeside is you go skinny dipping. It's fun, right. I guess. And Ooh. so she she goes in there and she's trying to encourage her boyfriend to do so. Uh, and while she goes that's under it. the water. Uh, her boyfriend gets hatcheted to the fucking yep, face, he sure and it's does. hilarious. <laughs> Real fast, and he keeps What's on hilarious showing though, up too. Like him getting hatcheted, like, is not hilarious. Sh- like bringing his face back in for some reason. Um, they're really proud of the effects. I yeah, think they're really so. they're really pl- proud of what good. he looked like without his nose. I mean, it really just looked like a vagina face, man. <laughs> It is true. It is true. And that's what they wanted to keep referencing, I think. think It was just like to keep bringing it in there. Like, look how good we did on this one job. Isn't it nice? But what's hilarious about that scene, though, is that when she comes up out of the water, Jason's nowhere to be found. But there is her boyfriend without a nose, like face just cleaved Uh into there. And she, you know, she's, of course, scared. And she's looking around. Where's the killer? Where's the killer? Well, somehow Jason beat ass into the water and was underneath the water so he could just jump up and do a jump scare. It's the funniest shit ever. Like, why didn't he just, like, crawl over to her and kill her under the water? No, he had to jump up. He had to give her a jump scare. It's He so loves funny. to scare, though. That's I feel like even he more does. than Michael, Jason loves to scare and uh yeah 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 and i and i think that's a good distinction between them because my while michael does feed off of your fear uh he more just wants to kill you in in some yeah it's like michael might feed off your fear but he might also just stab you in the back way and not look yeah yeah and he might walk up behind you and just be like stab 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 yeah jason at least wants you to see that he's coming yeah (laughs) he needs it He's playing. He's just uh, playing. He's just a little boy. He's just a little boy. He's just so innocent. Is that it for uh, Friday the 13th, part I 7, The New so. Blood? We yeah. ready to wrap on it? Yeah, I give it two stars. It's mm-hmm. fairly unoriginal, fairly predictable, like very run-of-the-mill. For You know, the last one had the excitement of the kids, the camp and everything. Like there, there's some kind of like vitality to the last one somehow. Like they, sure. they felt like there was actual new blood in the last one and the one titled new blood. They went for the old scares. And I'm just like, I don't, I, I once I started painting and put it into background noise, it got so much better. <laughs> I just started focusing on something else and just let it play on. And I liked it a whole lot more because then it was just people screaming. And occasionally, you just look up and I was like, "Oh, boobs!" Okay, <laughs> okay, cool. All right, <laughs> there were a fair number of those. Um, so I give it a face. I think uh, out of the Friday the Thirteenth movies, that it's pretty watchable. Um, and I like the 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 psychic stuff. I just really wish that it wasn't a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Yeah. I think it would have a leg also, to stand on. Then. There is some weird fucking editing. I don't think we actually brought this up. There is some weird editing. Oh no, we didn't. Where the the yeah. score? I think and the I think film. it's just because it was a ripped from the television. I feel like whoever whoever uploaded this to whatever streaming site we watched it on, I feel like they couldn't actually get the right DVD copy or something, and just uploaded something from TV. It because does it's like feel scenes. Like- there would be scenes that would just 
Yeah, because they just transition to black. They, like, fade to black like old-timey television does when it goes yeah. into a, a TV break. I say old-timey, like the 90s and 2000s. Right. Like, you know, right before it goes to a break, it would just fade to black real slowly, and then it just cut to an ad break. But they would do it and with I feel like that's what was going on. Too. It was super weird. And then sometimes it would even fade back yeah. up in the same scene. It was super weird. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it, and it was bothering the crap out of me. But that was the only excuse because I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to lay it on the movie because so it's like otherwise I'd give it a one and a half stars. No, it's I wouldn't ruin it that way. But it's like I don't want to blame it on the movie because I feel like it was uh, a, a, just a weird copy that they were importing it from. Like there had to be something. Yeah. Like I, I would yeah. really hope that the the finished product doesn't have those awful transitions. <laughs> Uh, so should we, uh, move on to a new film or should we take a soda pop break? Uh, let's take a soda pop break because I feel like the real contenders are our last two films. That's true. We'll and come so on we'll, back. We'll keep them together. And if, if you did think that our ramblings on this not so great movie were good and you want to hear more ramblings about not so great movies, you can go on down to patreon.com slash green and faceless. <laughs> Sign up to be a real couch potato, and then you can make suggestions about what we watch on the Potato Pick, which is once a month. Just happened last yeah. Thursday. Uh, all right, now I gotta get a drink. Well, you also, well, while you're getting a drink, I, I gotta, I gotta toss out there to remind you also about Bangers and Hatch. That's, That's another right. important thing about the Patreon page. You get exclusive episodes. Of our other series, Bangers and Hash. That's right. A once a month episode where we talk the new movies or television that we're watching at the time. That's so join correct. us there. Please do. We'd love to have your patronage and could really use the dough because everybody knows uh, it's shitty out there. And, and this does take work. So, you know, we'd appreciate the appreciation and we appreciate you for appreciating. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Now let's appreciate a Sprite. <laughs> this right. episode sponsored by Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Not really. Cut it out. Cut it out. I love you. Which one do we want to talk about first? Do we want to do uh, Halloween Water or do we want to do a New Nightmare? <laughs> Halloween Water. What year? What did they come out the same year? No, uh, New Nightmare came out 1994, and Halloween came out 1998. Halloween H20, as I found out. Yeah. I've been calling it H2O my whole life, but it's not H2O, guys. It's (laughs) H20. I had to look into it. It's not water. I guess we're back. Literally, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, we're back. I didn't even think about it until you said, like, you texted me and you were like, is it H20 or H2O? (laughs) And I was just like, what? What kind of question are you asking? And I was like, it is called 20 years later. Oh my God. And I had to look into it and I found out that H20, it, it, that's what it is. It's H20. It was shortened for Halloween 20 or Halloween 20 years later. So the official title, no joke, of this movie, because this movie is called eight, Halloween H20 20 years later. So its official title is Halloween Halloween 20, 20 years later. <laughs> yes, it is. All right, let's talk about Halloween. I hate it. 
I hate it. Well, I don't hate the movie. I just hate that title. That title yeah. is so goddamn it's stupid. <laughs> and, and I thought it was... Ho- I, I literally, my whole life, have thought it was H2O. I thought yeah. it was Halloween H2O. I, I don't know why. Um, you know, I figured there, there had to be yeah. some kind of reason for it. Yeah. I just, I don't know. But no, we're, we're, we're cutting away. This movie cuts ties with movies three through six. No, no, no. The no, Jamie no. Lloyd trilogy. They didn't happen. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think it did. I think it did. It didn't. All right. Not in this, not in this, not in the canon of this movie. Well, this movie with with small little one liners with little nitpicks and everything. And now I feel yep. so mad that I watched them. Why? One of them won, <laughs> uh, from my perspective. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, H twenty though. H twenty comes out picks swinging. up from the canon of Halloween three, and yeah, then <laughs> well, Halloween two. Halloween two you now. Said, Come yeah, on, you agreed. Come so on now. Quickly. <laughs> I was I was so ready to agree with you. I do love Halloween three, <laughs> season of the witch. Uh, no, it's it's Halloween's one, two, and then Halloween H twenty. If you want to believe in this film's canon, and I don't see why you wouldn't, because you know, as as we mentioned at the beginning, there come a time when the Halloween franchise actually have mm-hmm. something decent. And they got something decent here because they brought back Jamie Lee Curtis. That's the main reason. Because they brought her back. Yeah, that's the main reason. But honestly, I think this movie's pretty well acted. Uh, Yeah. uh, It really is. They got a lot of good actors. It did. And you know, LL Cool J is one of them. Dude, that was hilarious. I loved him. (laughs) I was rooting for him the whole movie. There were moments... There's certain moments where I'm just like, what happened to LL? Yeah. They did not show him die, but he also walked off screen towards certain death. So, <laughs> what the fuck's going on with LL Cool J? I was so nervous. So nervous. I really loved him as well. You know who I was also nervous about? Yeah, I, I did too. He's the security guard for this area where they're at. I don't remember what it is. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a private school that uh, Carrie private Tate school, okay. is the head... Uh, <laughs> the headmistress of that is Jamie Lee Curtis's character, yes. Carrie Tate. Yes, she's undercover. She's gone into the witness protection program. Lori Strode, no longer a thing. I mean, she's still obviously Lori Strode. She faked her death, so this is why I don't think it really messes with that canon. Because she she says she faked her death in a car accident. She did. That's right. You're right. I forgot. I forgot. She's not in the witness protection program. She did fake her death. That yeah. is, yeah, that so is the plot. I don't they went know for. why because she died in a car accident, <laughs> according to, um, I four, think, or whatever. by that logic, then by yeah, by that logic, then she uh, she is a fugitive because she's leading a fake life. Yeah, she might be. Yeah, you know, there's unclaimed taxes. There's unclaimed taxes out there. <laughs> That's for damn sure. <laughs> she's uh, she's fucked, man. But you know she's paying <laughs> she's paying Carrie Tate's taxes, maybe. Uh maybe. Yeah, maybe. Carrie Tate might not be a real person to the government. They might not even know a thing about Carrie how, Tate. How would she become a headmistress of a school without a social? You ever security? heard of Terry Tate? Is that the guy's name? Terry Tate. Yeah, Terry Tate, office linebacker. Oh my god, have you heard of that shit? No. Oh my god. People out there in the world, look up some uh, look up some Terry Tate office linebacker shorts. I'm sure they're on YouTube. They're hilarious. 
I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I just know it made me laugh. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm going to be left in the dark, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> no, you won't. You'll, you'll turn around after this episode and you'll do exactly what the, the potatoes out there are doing. They're looking <coughs> up some right. Terry Tate Leading office linebacker example. videos. You're right. I know there's like one where he's like in an off he's in an office space and he like tackles somebody because they they like I don't remember what they did they did something stupid that you're not supposed to do at work or whatever and he just like tackles him he's like you ain't doing that up in this Humpty Bumpty <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid shit like right. <laughs> it's really it dumb shit but I love it I love it uh, anyways Carrie Tate not Terry Tate but Carrie Tate. Is uh is she teaching kids? What's she doing there? She's, the she, she's still a teacher, I do think right? That yeah, she does yeah, teach that's a right. class probably every once in a while. And one of the students, one of the students surprised me because I did not know she was in this movie. It's Michelle Williams. Uh, yeah. She plays Molly Cartwell. That's right. Yeah, I love Michelle Williams because my parents raised me good and true on Dawson's Creek, <laughs> where she plays Jen or or whatever the fuck her name is. <laughs> Great stuff. Good and true. Loved it. And then she went on and married Heath Ledger and had her own, like, crazy career. She's had a lot of good movies. Um, none that I can think of off the top of my head. She was in Shutter <laughs> Island, but she's in a very small oh, role right. in that. That's what I So, really that, that doesn't work. From, though. Was she in Blue Val- Valentine? Was that one of her movies? Blue Valentine? Is this but, right? Uh, Blue Valentine. Another one of is that? Carrie's Wikipedia though, is uh, Josh Harnett. Who's playing John, her son? Oh my God! Yeah, young Josh Hartnett. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like that was crazy. <laughs> you know, it's like because I watched this movie a lot as a kid because it was always on television. So coming back to it was so weird because it's like because I didn't, you know, I didn't know these faces as a kid. But like coming back to, it, I was like, what in the fuck? Michelle Williams was in this. I thought she was just in Dawson's Creek. Like that's all I remembered as a kid. It's just that repetition, man. You don't if you don't watch it. I, well, actually, I don't know. It's, it's, I guess it's not repetition because I definitely watched this movie a fuck ton as a kid. <laughs> but I just I I don't know. Just Never knew that they were in it. It's so weird. She was a teenager ish. I'm sure she wasn't quite. Maybe it's because they don't die. Maybe it's because they survive, and I'm just like, yeah, survivors are boring. <laughs> what do you think they call that? Barely unlegal <clears throat> when you can play a teenager on screen. <laughs> Uh, that might be dirty. I don't know. We'll see. Next, I wanted to introduce, drumroll please, Jimmy. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in this movie. Yay! Yeah, uh, yeah very, very small role, but a very loved one. Yes, uh, definitely. <laughs> I mean, it was definitely in the middle of his stardom as a kid. So it yeah. was definitely a familiar his- face for the audience. Yeah. And uh, he got credited pretty close to the top in the opening credits, um, even though it was after he was killed. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it was like, they, they, I feel like they were trying to fool us. You know? I feel like they were trying to be like, he's going to be in it much longer. Because right. obviously, look how quick his name shows up. Right. You know, like, because that's what I thought, too. I thought I was like, oh, I didn't know he was in this either. I was like, I don't remember him. <laughs> And yeah. then after five minutes, I was like, oh, that's why I don't remember him. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> uh, and I, I do then have... again, I also don't remember Michelle Williams. <laughs> <laughs> there is uh, one more character that I would like to introduce before we really get into the uh, synopsis of the movie. And that is Norma. And she plays... Norma! Uh, she is um, Carrie Tate's 
secretary at the school, and she's played by baby. Uh, Janet Lee, who is yeah. our super strange side character of the day, Jamie Lee Curtis's mother. Isn't that fun? <gasps> what? Yeah. And also the star of... Of... Psycho. Psycho, yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> and the fog. I, I thought that's why you were bringing her up. <laughs> I no, I just thought that it was, was fun that she had her mom in this. But yes. Um, yeah. But she yeah. also started. I completely forgot that that The fog and other... Uh, d- uh, horror movies saw a lot of pictures when I was researching of her and Jamie together at events and stuff and it was it's really nice yeah I just thought it, it was nice, nice. that yeah I do I do enjoy that little tale together. yeah and, and and it's all about legacy it's always about family you know if, it, yeah. if Fast and Furious has taught us anything it's about family and that's what number seven's about <laughs> H20 20 years later no, that's what it was, because H2O is like seven, I don't remember, there's like seven bonds or something and, and chemicals, that's why I always, that's how I always proved, or like thought of it as H2O. There's something about the number seven <laughs> in the chemical bond of H2O, I don't know, it's it, not They might it. have been playing it like all together, they, they, they knew it would yeah. bring into people's mind aqua, and that's it. <laughs> aqua. <laughs> <laughs> I'm first. No, it's it's dumb. But no, that's that's what this whole movie's about. It's family. Jason's Jason. Jesus, Michael's back. He wants his his sister dead because you yeah. know she thinks he's dead. She thought he blew up in that that hospital, but she never saw the fucking body, man. And that's that's what's always bothered her. She never saw the body. And she wants to know for sure that he is dead to to be the one that dismembers his body. You know she's crazy about it. And, and at the same time, it's put her on her toes. You know, she's always, uh, she's struggled to associate with people, mm-hmm. but she's built this new life. She's doing okay. You know, she's, she's getting through, getting by, but, uh, she's also Michael's dating. coming. She's, she does, uh, she is dating. Yeah, she is. Uh, yeah. The school counselor, Dr. Brennan, uh, Will Brennan. Yeah. Played by Adam Arkin. I know. I thought I recognized him from something. I I don't. Yeah. None of that stuff looks familiar from a quick. Oh no, he's pretty sexy though. I'll give him that. He's a, yeah. He's a sexy looking man, and especially for like you know the turn of the the nineties to the two thousands. Like, yeah, I could see it. He's got like a John Cusack weird slick esque like yeah. you know nature to him. Yeah. yeah. Well, his he's headshot oily. on. Uh, <laughs> IMDb is is pretty good. <laughs> so moving on, yeah, uh, y- yeah, right. Go ahead. Yeah, for whatever for whatever reason, Michael's back, uh, and he is he's coming for her. He's coming for for Lori for Carrie Tate. She yes. is uh, seeing him places too. She's having weird visions, nightmares. Uh, you know, so she's kind of she's having right she has thing. moments where she'll uh, if she sees him. She'll just close her eyes. She'll, you know, like you, she'll wish him gone. You know, like ah, I know it's a hallucination. And she'll open her eyes and he'll be gone. Everything will be fine. Right. You know, doing okay. But Michael's making his way across state, country, town, everything, lake, water. Who knows? He's. I don't remember where he's coming from, but he's coming. Damn it! 
He's and for whatever him. reason, he also is very choosy with his kills. Like, at the very beginning, as we mentioned, there's Joseph Gordon-Levitt, another kid, and also a woman who counseled Laurie Strode for a while. Right. And for whatever reason, you know, I mean, I say for whatever reason, but the reason is he's Michael. He just kills them all. And he's just like, mm. yeah. He's like, I'm back, baby. I'm killing. And then he comes across a mother and a child who are stopping at a, a random rest restroom. Yeah. Way out in the middle of nowhere. And he decides not to kill them. You know, he just takes their keys and leaves. And it's a very tense scene. I love that scene. It's really well set up and everything. But why is he choosing not to kill them? I don't understand. I don't know. He hasn't killed kids before, though. Uh, At least not like young kids. So maybe maybe he knew if he killed the mom, then the kid would be alone. And maybe he does have some sympathy for children for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe this version. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if they were trying to say something or not, but like, it just felt very weird. Like, yeah, it was a really good scene, but when you hear the car start up and drive away, it's like, oh, that was a lot of setup for nothing. I'm happy that nothing happened because I did not want the mom to die, but pretty sure yeah, that it's michael like would have just killed the mom. vehicle he could have found <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> a minibus all right <laughs> it was like it was i don't but, know what you call them but they like it had that really old-fashioned uh front you know where that that has the big scoops over the fender for the fenders. Yeah. And then it ha- it it's was a almost like a school hearse. bus is what it is. It might have been a hearse. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you'd call it. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's a weird vehicle, but it's a weird enough vehicle that it doesn't look too weird stalking the, the yeah. boarding school, I guess. Yeah. Because that's what he ends up doing just, is you know, he finds Lori. Ronnie's, I mean, Ronnie's too busy riding. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I love the story he's writing. It's hilarious, especially because it's very chauvinistic and yeah. his wife calls him out on it. You know, like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of tips that you know, if you're going into writing like things to not do. And a lot of, you know, male writers when they're writing novels and stuff, they'll describe women or describe skin color and stuff and they'll compare it to food and yeah. to or or to like, you know, something to be consumed. And and that's all of Ronnie's, Ronnie's writing is like as he's describing this woman, his his wife is just like, well, "Why are her tits melons? Like, what the hell? Why? What are you talking about the food for?" Like, <laughs> she's just calling him out on everything, and so she's like correcting all of it, and she's making it better. It, it's it's a really captivating story. I really <laughs> loved Ronnie. And it's I loved all his life over the phone. <laughs> I, uh, it's all over the phone. You never see her. Yeah, you never see her, but you get her voice, and I don't actually know who plays her. Uh, I don't remember the character's name. Uh, I would, ass- I don't know if it's Shirley Jones or not. I would assume so. He's Ronnie Jones. Yeah, so I would it's assume a, Shirley Jones. Uh, it's yes, Lisa you're Gay right, Hamilton. Because here it says Cheryl voice. Our detective work figured it out. Uh, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Lisa Gay. Yeah. Yeah, I fucking love it. And that's the thing about this whole movie is, because, uh, like, once he gets to the boarding school, then you just have your typical Halloween. You know, everything takes place in one night. Michael's stalking everybody, killing everybody, having a grand old time while they're all screaming and trying to run away. And, you know, it's fascinating. It's really well done. I enjoyed the story a lot. Is you know, following Laurie again. 
and you know, looking at how she's lived the last twenty uh, twenty years, I loved it. It's really cool. It's really interesting. And <clears throat> uh, what I especially enjoyed was the tension building. They did a really good job at building these tense se- scenes. Like it felt livelier yeah. than the last three Halloweens. The last ones have all felt very stale, yeah, run of the mill. Sure. Like this one, just w- all around yeah. felt better caliber uh, cinema. Uh, yeah, it, it just had cool, more energy. Uh, uh, honestly, some pretty interesting cinematography that I thought I wanted to point out, but now don't remember. And maybe I'm thinking of <laughs> Nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I, that's that's fair. I will say that this one is directed by Steve Miner. We've talked about him before. He did Friday the 13th Part 2 and 3. Oh. Okay. No. (laughs) (laughs) Two was definitely the best of the three of them. So, uh, you got closing statements for this movie? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, as I said, uh, going into the beginning... You know, every now and then, Halloween gets a good one. I give this one three stars. It's really fun. It, it just felt livelier, you yeah. know, and, and it's always nice seeing Jamie Lee Curtis back. She just fucking kills it in this role. I enjoy how she has aged this character, how she's developed this character over the last 20 years of the, the movie time. Yeah. And, you know, so it's 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 a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. And uh, I thought, because I've never seen... Wes Craven's new nightmare and I didn't watch it before Halloween H20. I watched Halloween H20 and I finished it and I was like, I think that's going to be hard to beat. I think Halloween's got a victory on her hands (laughs) and we're going to talk that one next. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I did really enjoy this movie. Uh, I still only give it a face. Like it's not my favorite movie in the world. Um, but so far, it is my favorite portrayal of Laurie Strode, um, even with the uh, functional alcoholism. It, it's honestly pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she, she's drinking in every other scene, um, but she's never sloppy, and she's always ready for Michael. Uh, and I, I thought that was an interesting characteristic. Honestly, uh, I <clears throat> I don't know. You know, they might have said, "Hey." Screw those other movies, like in public. Say, like I don't know what they said, but I feel like right. I feel like they they wrote it in such a way that those other movies could have happened, and and she's just sitting there being scared Maybe. shitless, knowing that all these attacks happened on Had- Haddonfield, and that her daughter was there, right. Like she's obviously yeah. she's she was maybe I think there's I think there's small lines that do away with the other trilogy. Maybe like I think there's like small little moments that just say like no, like this was fake, this wasn't real, that didn't happen. There definitely is in the new trilogy, the the definitely. modern day trilogy. Definitely. They, they definitely have liners that cut ties with all of this because in this movie. It's very explicit. Laurie Strode says that he's like, "That's my brother. That's but Michael." It's, you know, but like, they use Jamie, though. my strange brother. They use the same actor who played Jamie, right? Don't they, or do they not? Maybe it's different. not in this one. I don't think. No, no. Well, Jamie's not. That's what I'm saying. Is like, I don't think she even. No, Jamie's yeah. not age twenty. I mean, in the new ones. 
Oh, and the new ones? No, I don't think they use the same actor, no. Uh, well, she's in something else for Hollywood. Whatever. Maybe, Anyhow. Maybe they do. I don't know. I don't know. Here we go. Uh, moving on to New Nightmare. I don't know what else to say about H20. Yeah. No, yeah, let's move on to, to New Nightmare. I'm very, I was very excited for this one because I love Wes Craven. And he yeah. returned to his baby. He, he came sure back did. to to Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, what a good! And baby. like, I don't know why I never watched this because it's like, as I said, like I've I've loved everything by Wes Craven I've seen. So I don't know why I just did not check this one out. But uh, holy fuck! If if you thought Wes Craven couldn't get more meta, and you hadn't seen New Nightmare yet. Check out yeah. New Nightmare because I don't think he could ever top the meta-ness of New Nightmare. Yeah, it is so good. Yeah, it, definitely if you love New Nightmare, go check it out. So, it's funny. All three of these films, I felt like, uh, did interesting things to the canon of of this their stories. In uh, Friday yeah. the 13th, they introduced psychic powers. I don't think that existed satanic stuff existed no, and, like occultic stuff existed and it was also the end it was also the end to that the kid of the last few right. films yeah there's no um, more jimmy timmy whatever i don't fucking remember yeah something like that um, one of those names yeah he's done <laughs> he's his storyline's finished might be tommy tommy is it, it was tommy? tommy okay because tommy doyle too was in the halloween whatever that's right. Um, the 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 Halloween. Oh movie, shit! You're right. <laughs> <laughs> the Halloween movie, uh, it just you know totally retconned some shit in its plot, and yeah, and yeah, yeah. This they're done with the Jamie Strodes. Yeah, this movie made it so that it doesn't matter any of the loopholes in the stories of the previous movies. It doesn't matter. Because this is a movie no. about the world where those six movies were made. Exactly. It's a real world story. It's, yeah. it's Wes Craven plays Wes Craven. They bring back Heather Langenkamp and from the first Heather and third Langenkamp. movie to play. Yeah, she's slash playing herself. Nancy. Uh, oh. She's got it. They do refer to her as Nancy. <laughs> yeah, slash Nancy. Yeah. They, they even have Robert England. They He's do. playing himself and also Freddy Krueger when Freddy Krueger yeah. shows up. He's so it's good. Golden stuff. I love the idea behind this. Like, and it was it was so easy to wrap your head around too. Like, because it's like once it happens, the like because it, it starts off on a film set, and then it's a nightmare. You know, it's like it's just them filming this scene, yeah. and you you get you get immediately you're like, oh, this isn't this isn't a dream. It's just a scene. You know, they're just filming, and then it turns into a nightmare. And you realize it is a nightmare, but you know, he Wes Craven set it up so fucking well for your brain to wrap around because you just set it up as a nightmare and then it's just like, oh, real world. Here we yeah. are. You yeah. know, so it it immediately felt dreamlike. And Definitely. like that's fucking great. So like, like I had no idea that they were gonna go meta when I started watching it. And uh and I was like, that's not Nancy, is it? When I when it started, right, and I'm like, are they really bringing back Nancy? I guess she was in the first one with Wes Craven when when he made the first movie, and then, uh, right, yeah, and she wakes up and her kid's okay. Uh, I don't remember what the kid's name is. Dylan. Dylan, played by Miko Hughes, uh, and he looked really familiar for some reason. This kid, but I Pet Cemetery. 
Kindergarten Cop. You've seen the original. Oh, okay. Uh, well, anyways, I've seen that <laughs> I know a zillion for, times. I know him for Pet Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> you know him for Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, oh, my God. I think he's the kid who asks Arnold Schwarzenegger it, it, that tells him that it, his headache could be a tumor. And, and it's not and a tumor. It's not a tumor. <laughs> Where are we at? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, she wakes up, her kid's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, her husband is also fine. Her husband is, uh, oh. Chase Porter. Which one's her husband? Chase Porter, played by David <laughs> Newsom. David Newsom. There he is. Yeah, the, the one person not playing himself. The one <laughs> her husband. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few other people, uh, like Terry. There are, yeah, yeah. I mean, Miko's not also, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's some other people, I think Chuck and Terry work with Chase, right after it is announced that Wes Craven is coming back to make another, uh, uh, Freddy movie. Yeah, baby. Her husband, who was slated to work on a project for it, dies in a car accident. He falls asleep, slash gets fritalized. Um, you know, actually, but, but they do on. a really good but job. Hold on, uh, Faceless. What's up? I thought I thought Freddy was dead. He died in the last movie. He's dead. But Robert, they don't that they don't know it's going to be a new nightmare. He had a Wes himself hasn't written any horror <gasps> stuff because he hasn't had any good nightmares, and he had this new nightmare. And it involved Freddy. Yeah, he did. And he wants to bring back Heather Langenkamp. And obviously, Robert England, who for some reason I always thought was English. Yeah. <clears throat> I just always did. <laughs> Could be the name. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe because his name is England. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he must be English with a name like that. <laughs> but I was wrong. So there. You were wrong. No, I, I really enjoy it, though, because uh, after her husband dies, I mean, even before her husband dies, but not too much after it, you know, she starts to have crazy nightmares. Yes. She starts seeing uh, what's billed as the Entity. You know, it's it's Freddy Krueger, but right. they're calling it the Entity in this one because it's it's, it's it kind of like a return to form. form. He's no longer the, the comedic, Freddy. jokey, uh, you know, he still says bitch, but yeah. like he's he's terrifying. Yeah. He's not. He, he's he is intimidating as fuck. All in this, mm-hmm. um, as as the entity. There is a moment where Robert England makes an appearance as Freddy and on that's a joke, funny. as yeah. a as a joke, and that's it scares great. the I shit out of he- Heather because she's having dreams about him. Yeah, and he's like, oh, well, yeah, she's I'm sorry. she's dreaming about I'm the entity. I'm sorry to scare you. He's like the nicest guy. Yeah. <laughs> as Robert. Yeah, he is, that's the other thing. Yeah, he's just painting. He's just a lovely guy. Well, yeah, she was on a she was on Freddy, a but... news set, like doing a talk show performance. Yeah. And he just he just came out of the back uh, out of the backdrop and just surprised her and like it's a good moment. Like there's so many like really good moments and like the best part about it is the fact that people think Heather's just going insane. Yeah, maybe she's she's been overworked. Her husband just died. She's crazy stressed. Mm-hmm. She's you know the the people that have seen or heard about Wes's new script 
have said that it's very meta yeah. and very real world. And people are thinking maybe that's just taking its toll on Heather. Maybe right. she's not ready for this role because it's just too but meta. She hasn't actually seen the script. Yeah, well, they don't know that though. Is yeah. it? But they've just heard, and yeah. there, there's people who mention that they're just like, I think you know, maybe this role is just too much right now. And like, it's it's good shit. It's really like good. I just love it. It, yeah, <clears throat> especially when Wes Craven even is involved because she goes to visit Wes. And she's just like, you know, he he's talking to her about the script and she even likes, there's a moment where she sees the script and it literally details something that just happened. And it's just like, you know, or, or no, she doesn't see the script. Somebody mentions that he just finished writing this part of the script gotcha. that just happened. You know, she saw her, she saw her son on top of a, um, a playground set reaching towards the skies and then he falls off of it, off the playground set and she catches him. And, you know, this other person, like, she's, they're talking it's, about, uh, maybe it's with Robert it's John. England. It's John. Oh, it's something. John. The guy who plays her father is a pretty big role. The guy who plays John Saxon is the actor's name, and, and he's playing himself. Gotcha. And he played the father in the first mm-hmm. movie. Well, I guess the the third one, too, if he was in there. I think they had a phone call or something at some point. Yeah, and he, and he tells her, you know, he's just like, yeah, he said that he's the script's coming along well. He just finished writing the part where uh, your son gets denied by God or something like that. And she's just like, what in the fuck? Like, you know, yeah. everything that Wes is writing is meta. Like, it's coming to life. And it's a really good blend of reality. Mm-hmm. Like, he does, he did it again. He did, he did it, again, it again, just like he did with the first one where he just... <laughs> He really did a great job at blending the nightmare world with reality. And it's yes. just like you don't know where one ends and one begins. And he might have outdid the original. He might have. Nah, I don't know about that. He might I'm have. Like, I, I, I like to the rewatch ending the original. a whole I, I, lot I, better than I like the ending of that movie. That's so fair. That is so fair. It's so true. Like... Because I really did enjoy the ending to this one. Yeah, it's so like, good. I don't oh, want to give it away an inch, but it's really good. No. It, it, I know that when we watched that first movie, it must be something to do with Wes Craven. Uh, it really reminded me of Videodrome back then. And this one does, especially in the ending, remind me. Of yeah. That. And I don't feel like that gives anything away because who knows what Videodrome's about. <laughs> Yeah, nobody's watched that. <laughs> Nobody but us. <laughs> oh, poor Cronenberg. <laughs> it's really good, guys. You should check it out. No, I, I agree with you. Not review. Both of them. You should check both of them. You should check out Video Drumming. You should check out New Nightmare. Hell yeah, because, you should check out Because, yeah, he, he... Yeah, Wes Craven created something special with this one. Definitely. Like, my only, like complaint and it's not even a complaint i just feel like we don't get much closing with what uh with robert england himself that character right. that is like that the last is I one think, thing for me too yeah the last we see of him he's just painting and and it's very clear that freddy that he's seeing freddy again mm-hmm. because he's painting freddy into his paintings he's putting them in there and like it's a really good scene but like that's that's it we don't we don't know if freddy got him we don't know if uh you know, if he's doing fine or what happened, he's just gone after that. Or even that we I don't remember. know if... Maybe there's if, a scene or someone We missed. don't even know if this creature is inhabiting Robert England. Because yeah, Robert that's England true. That is yeah. playing the entity after it appears. And he's not there after that. Yeah. And, you know, even... That's true. Even given the ending, 
I think that works. Maybe. And I also like the entity's design. Like, because it's, it's like a revamped Freddy look. Yeah. Like, he looks more dead. He doesn't look just like this, like, prosthetics with, like, you know, the what it's right. become. Like, there's it's, it's another case of, like, what we're talking about with Halloween, where it doesn't feel stale anymore. It feels like, you know, Wes Craven came back in, just shot it full of adrenaline. It was just like, we're revamping this whole whole image. I did hate Michael's mask, though. It was not good. Oh, and a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty boring. Pretty, yeah, <laughs> they really just it, they went out and bought one from the gift shop out right. next yeah, door like or something. A cheap one that was made to look like the Michael Myers mask. That's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, but not not Freddy. Not Freddy, Freddy looks damn good. The claws look great. <clears throat> the 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 prosthetics, everything like. Fucking, fucking, fucking A, man. Fucking A, three and a half stars. <laughs> you Check know, it out. I fucking <laughs> loved it. I give it a face and a half. Yeah. I, and I, like I said, I think I like it better than the original. We'll have to see once we finish the franchise. Um, right. Something else knocks it off the top. But damn, it's pretty good. I always, I'm a sucker for meta stories anyways. And it just made the whole franchise work. Like, that's what it did for mm-hmm. me. It, it made it work a lot better. Because e- even the movies that yeah, you I thought I think were kind of shitty, like, you get to this movie and then you're like, yeah, it all makes sense now. They're just movies. Yeah. <laughs> They're just movies. They're just movies. It makes sense, yeah. yeah. In the real, you know, in the real world, you have a franchise that comes along and it just it has some bad films and then you just have this one really good one. And Wes has it. He's coming for it. Oh, <laughs> sure good does. shit. All around good shit. Good shit. What a genius. And it wins. It wins. I'm sorry, Halloween. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you came out swinging. You yeah. had a really strong entry yet again. Yeah. And Wes Craven's it's like, you know really what? Fuck fair. you, bro. It's really not fair. Um, it's kind of like, um, uh, this is a very, very strong take, I'm sure, but it's kind of like in the music world how uh, whenever Kendrick Lamar puts out a new album, Taylor Swift also puts out a new album, <laughs> and more people listen to that and love it more so that it wins the Grammy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is, a, it's not fair. It's just not fair. It's not fair, man. It's just not fair. <laughs> uh, you Sorry, know what, what is fair, though? <laughs> Um, democracy. And if you like democracy, I already pitched Green Faceless uh Patreon, but patreon.com slash green faceless is a place to go check out bangers and hash and vote on episodes and make suggestions. So we'd appreciate mm-hmm. you going there, join the community. That's the show. And check out merchandise. Yeah. Yeah. The well the merchandise, the merchandise is uh it's more of a loyalty program it's linked. through through patreon yeah. uh yeah we don't have anything directly for sale right now but that's something that we would like to Not do right now but it's a little bit easier when you have some uh income to work with uh and so you know if we had a little bit uh more help maybe that's something that we could make happen sooner rather than later thanks y'all yeah love y'all i am the green traveler from gorsh and i am the sleepy faceless leon Safe travels. Ooh, slurry, too. Yes. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. 
Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.